Derek, you know how there's that like kind of unspoken understanding that women are starting to look more like women when they're teenagers now? <laughs> I don't want to go down this road, to be honest with you. I don't want to. I, I don't. I don't you think know what I'm saying, though, right? The, uh, delete, every, every once in a while, delete, delete, every once in a while something creeps up and it's like, it's like uh, he didn't know she was 16 because she looks 25. Right? Is this some Joe Exotic shit? Is that what's happening right now? Nope, just listen. So I saw some shit the other day that could probably get me landed in jail. Uh-huh. Right? Where it says it's like 80 degrees out that one day. Uh-huh. Okay? Kids and us, uh, kids and I go for a walk on lunch. And so we walk out of the, the complex that we live in, walking down the street. And where I live, there's a pretty sharp left turn on this road. So you can't you can't really see these houses until you turn around the corner. So we're, we're walking. It's maybe like two blocks away from the house. We kind of come around that corner and I see off in the distance, maybe like six or seven houses down on the roof of this house are two women laying face down, no tops, bathing suits, no tops. So I, I'm interested. Delete. <laughs> if only I would know as I got closer I, I got to about three houses away and I think I was the only one that had seen them because the kids had not said anything yet it became immediately clear these are teenagers so uh-huh. turned around immediately turned around went back home but I felt a little dirty because my immediate thought from a distance was damn two two <laughs> naked chicks on on the on the roof who you, does this you're not wrong that it was maybe two naked chicks the wrong part was that it was two naked <laughs> under underage girls chicks. yeah I, I mean and i don't know that they are underage but goddamn if i don't think two full-grown adults would do that in the middle of the day so these were definitely that that is some crazy shit happening down in the nola delete delete <laughs> <laughs> well, with that Hello and welcome to the DTS podcast. I'm your host, Tony. With uh, with me as always is my co-host, DV. Hello, I'm Derek. Derek, good, good to talking to you. I'm not. I'm not going to jump into that ever again. I, <laughs> I can't. That's not. Uh, nope. I'm honest to God. Thankfully, I've not had that. Like, and I'm not. I'm not even just saying that to say it. Like, it's just I've not had that instinct. Thankfully, as my oldest, where, gets, where you've seen somebody that you're like, oh, she's good looking, and then you realize not. Well, and thankfully, I'm not mean, an adult. Well, and, and you got to think back in the grocery store days, it's a little bit different because most of the time, if you saw an underage person, they usually had a parent with them. So I haven't had that <laughs> or issue. Or they worked for you. Or they worked for me. So I, I really did never yeah. have that that issue. So um, I feel bad for you, but I'm glad you've owned up to it. And hopefully you didn't just go home and uh, <laughs> delete it yourself. Jesus you know I mean? Christ. Are you kidding me? <laughs> You're not going to go there, but you go there? <laughs> You just like Super Mario Three warp whistled your way to the last stage, okay? Uh, you warp whistled past all the in between inappropriateness, and you went from "I'm not going to be inappropriate" to the I'm most, most inappropriate. inappropriate. Yeah, you're right. My bad. I'm Jesus sorry. Delete. Fucking Christ. Delete. Ding. Delete. Yeah. Delete. Oh yeah. I forgot. We got the dings back. 
Listen, I wanted to give a shout out. Can I start off with a shout out? I don't care. This is uh, your. Oh wait, I'm first on the on the name. Yeah, Tony, go ahead. It's your show. Yeah, kind of. Uh, there's there's a very sexy lady that listens to our podcast. Uh, now I I do know that she's certainly an adult, so we don't have to <laughs> worry about that. But I wanted to give her a shout out. You know, I like her quite a bit. She's an important woman in my life. And I'm trying to get her to do a podcast with me because she's got some opinions on some shit, uh, like a like a political type podcast. And uh, she says she's too nervous. I'm just shouting her out. Can't say her name. Don't want to oh, get in trouble. Mom. But I get it. It's your mom. She, she wanted me to say Biden 2020. Oh, God. It's uh, Barb Welch. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely your mom. <laughs> uh, so shout outs to her she knows who she is she's probably the sexiest chick I've ever met in my life that's what I have to say about that this is very uh, this, is, this is a hot way to leave this podcast off <laughs> from 16 year old topless chick, chicks to a chick you can't even talk about I don't know if they were 16 they could have been 15 they could have been 17 oh, you never boy. know they, it just they made wait. me think like God damn, they're probably only a few years older than Adri. And I just I just don't want that in my life. I'm not just, ready for that. Nope. That's that's exactly what the problem is. Um, so thought, you said I thought I wasn't ready for her her having like a boyfriend in probably the next year or something. And now I gotta worry about fucking topless sunbathing. Uh, I mean Jolene Jolene's been running around with this boy recently. Um yeah. I think I mentioned is it it like last a trans time. like boy. No, not like boy. Um <laughs> I think I mentioned it last time, but I don't remember for you sure. Uh, old yeah. Keybladen, you know what I mean? <laughs> he's he's yeah. still hanging Kingdom around. Hearts. <laughs> yeah. Kingdom Hearts Keybladen. I've found the more that she's hung out with him, the more similarities I have with him as when I was a child, apparently. And now I may be, I might be Weird. speaking out of turn here, but and I don't know the kid's, kid's livelihood, but apparently he lives with his grandparents. I lived with my grandparents when I was younger. Okay. Uh, once I didn't live with my grandparents, I lived in a household that didn't really have a whole lot of food. So when I would eat, it would mostly be at Amanda's house when I would go over there. This kid showed up the other day saying that he hadn't eaten all day. Um, so Amanda fixed him some ramen noodles and gave him something to eat and drink. He wears okay. almost the same clothes every other day because clearly no one's washing his clothes. Uh, I was that stinky kid for a little while in my life where I would just have to dig through the dirty clothes to find new clothes to wear because no one in my house is doing laundry. So that's Does why I learned how, how to, to sunbathe do- on the roof because that doesn't really require clothes. <laughs> <laughs> he's not Brad Pitt, um, but he's a little brown boy. So, I mean, he's kind of like a mini DV, which is not the right thing to have around my my little just, dv you just know what kill I mean? him. we don't need more little dvs <laughs> we don't need more little dvs okay you're right yeah we don't but we're, uh, already, we're already you know have one too many pandemic yeah that, that one one more little dv is a pandemic okay yeah, you're right, you're organizations right. Jumping in. that's all that we've been dealing with is is little keyblading but you, you mentioned biden 2020 tony and, and that kind of brings to my i mean it's not even on here but the first real big topic bernie is at least dropping out of being out and about promoting his actively campaigning. He's still going to be on the ticket, right? He's still going to try to get that nomination, but boy, does that sure almost just focus that Biden's the guy. I, I I feel justified knowing that we talked about this months and months and months ago. And I was like, Hey, Biden, I think he's going to be the guy. I think he's going to outlast the competition given everything going on. And I think he's, only more prepared for a pan- to jump into a pandemic than any of the other 
candidates. He's, you know he's what lived, I mean? He's lived an economic downturn already once in one of the presidencies yeah. he's around for, well, you know? He was a vice president for eight years. There's, I got to tell you, there's probably nobody healthier on earth than the president and vice president. I mean, right. they have they have the, the foremost experts. Bernie might get knocked out by this thing. Right. Like, that's very true. <laughs> he, Bernie's he old get got. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, I think that's good. I mean, Biden's probably the guy. Bernie, he's just holding on to hold on, I think. And, and more power to him. You know, he's still got that young vote. It, it, things could still change, but I just don't see it. You know, I think it's Biden, which I, I don't know how to feel necessarily about it. I mean, Biden is is the old white guy that we didn't expect to see. He's go. got more young voters than, than Bernie. Yeah, right now he does. Yeah, you're right. Um, I don't know. I just I, I want to like Biden for his Obama-ness, but at the same time, he's not Obama. So I, I have to keep reminding myself of that. You know, that's true. So maybe he'll put Obama in his VP. Is, can you even do that though? I don't. I don't, I don't think really that's know, a thing. I, if he said that, I, yeah, like, he was he like, "No, dog, we're bringing the boys say, back." He could say the most radical shit, which he already does. Yeah. If he was like Obama, he's kissing fifteen-year-old yeah, like, topless chicks. Don't worry. <laughs> if, if the president that was does him. it, that was him down the block. <laughs> I knew down it. there. Yeah. He was like, "Yo, ladies, come down here, ladies." <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to talk about the Rona. All right. We, we know we do. I mean, it be, it becomes more and more of a news story every day. You, you think it can't get worse, but I kind of hit a trigger point this week with the Rona. Have you? I, I don't even know how to feel about it anymore, to be honest with you. I did hear I, – I will say I did hear a story this week that fucking shook me. Yeah. Well, it, I'm going to ding you on that. That's fine. I, I hit the point this week where some of the numbers and some of the debauchery that's happening just straight up pissed me off. Sure. Like I, I, I before this stuff's happened, I'm like, damn, that sucks. That's sad. This is shitty. But now I'm just like straight up like this is absolute dog shit. Our government is a bunch of just idiots for well, the way that's gone down. The fact that you can continuously hear the stories of, well, they kind of knew about it months in advance and did nothing like that really hurts it. You know what I mean? Do you remember a couple weeks ago when you were like, how many cases do you think are in America? And I was like, I think it's like 100,000. And then you were like 300,000. Yeah, we played that. We played the how many deaths game. Yeah, exactly. We did that, too. Well, now we're at nearly 450,000 cases in America. We're by, by far, by far the leading country in the entire world. By far. Yep. Nobody's even close. We're, Not, we're yeah. so far ahead in the race, they can't even see our taillights. Well, at the same uh, time, you gotta, you're you looking at different countries that are implementing regiments that we are not. You know what I mean? To the point that yeah. certain countries are just shutting the fuck down, which I don't. Tony, do you think we could literally shut down? Do you think we I, could? I as wish a, they would. Well, do you think that we could do it, though? No, hey, Tony, I, I, sit inside and we'll deliver groceries to you. We give you what we can give you. You deal with it. Like, do you realize how fucking terrible that sounds? It does sound terrible. So do dings. Um, but I, that what you said about we're not doing the same thing other countries are, I think, is the thing that triggered me. Sure. One of the one of the rules I live by in life, as corny as it sounds, is a sales rule, which is the best salesmen are just copycats. Yeah. They, they see success and they copy it. Yep. That is not what America's done in this situation. Sony, however, has done that. We'll get to that in okay. just a moment. Right. Um, did you, are, you're going to cop that Xbox Sony controller? <laughs> okay, great. We'll get that. Uh, listen, so America and South Korea, right, had their first confirmed case of COVID on the same day, right? That was January 22nd. 
in South Korea, within two weeks, they tested their entire population. Every man, woman, and child they tested for COVID. Now that's 51 million people. And now I know what you're saying, optimist or skeptimist, Derek, you're saying, uh, well, we have over 350 million Americans, right? Great. Perfect. <laughs> sure. That's okay. what I was saying. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So 51 million people in two weeks were tested. People that were tested positive in South Korea were interrogated to find out who they've been in contact with. The people that they've been in contact with were contacted and retested. So, I mean, South Korea went to the ends of the earth. To date, they have less than 15,000 cases. We have nearly 15,000 deaths and we have 450,000 cases. You know what we don't have? Mandatory testing for all of our citizens. You're right. It's crazy. We have eleven over eleven hundred cases in Iowa as of today, and it makes me wonder if they're not talking about this too much on the news. Which I'm getting into conspiracy mode here, but I think <laughs> I think this has to do a lot with money and the fact that America literally has none. We actually have the exact opposite of none. We have the most <laughs> debt, biggest debt in the, world. the entire world. Yeah, um, so. It, you know, South Korea, just to prove some of this angle, maybe, right? South Korea's national debt is $500 billion. Do you know what America's is? Uh, change the billion to a trillion, Tony. It's not $500 trillion, no. <laughs> but it, it is $25 trillion. Yeah, I knew it was a trillion. So let's do some math. That's nearly $80,000 for every man, woman, and child in America that we're yep. in national debt. So you wonder, we talked about the other week about how the uh, Secretary of Health is trying to get more tests. He's trying to get more uh, personal protective equipment. He's trying to get Trump to sign off on all these things, right? Trump's like, no. And then a couple of days, Trump's like, hey, we're going to send, you know, all this $500 billion dollars worth of shit over to China to help right. them, right? Is it because maybe we owe China like a ton of money? Yeah, if, it is. If we're, if we're going to buy all that stuff, where are we going to get that money? Well, China is our bank. So if China, we imagine you're Trump and you go to China and you're like, hey, uh, we need a bunch of money to buy stuff that you're asking us for. China's <laughs> going to be like, no, dog. Give us our stuff. Yep. You owe us. Yep. So Time to pay think it back. about that. Now, this doesn't get a lot of play in the media, but I, I got to think that there's some politics involved oh, with yeah. the fact that America is $25 trillion in debt. Right now, I want to say that Obama left the the office with two trillion dollars in debt. So <laughs> I just pulled that, up that out there, a little Democratic plug, right? But that has to do something with it, don't you think? I, I would definitely agree. If you look at the countries that are having the most issue with the coronavirus, right? China is where it started. China is by far the least debt in the world, um, and. Their actions show it. They did mandatory testing. They built a 10,000-bed hospital in a matter of days. So they got, they got on it. South Korea, $500 billion sounds like a lot. That's actually not much for huge countries. They got on it right away. America, the UK, Italy, France, all of these other countries that have a much worse financial situation all have much worse results with the coronavirus. Just trying to see if I can find this information here about the national debt because I'm kind of curious now. About what? Our national what, debt? What it, what it was left on when he left uh, office. It was like $2 trillion. Uh, I'm trying to find it. Keep going, though. 
Okay. So that, that's, that's my rant. Um, you know, it, I wish if I, if I was the, the president, I think I would do a lockdown. I do like a martial law where there's a mandatory curfew at every night. Um, you can't go to the, you can't go to grocery shops or anything. There's gotta be a system that somebody can put in place. That's like, Hey, here's, it's just like meals from the heartland. You know what I mean? Or like the Iowa food bank, they know what a healthy meal is, right? It would be very simple to have you sign up and confirm who your household members are and just have meals delivered to you. Yeah, it sucks. It's going to be like living in prison and getting prison food. But you know what? You're not going to get coronavirus. And and that's kind of what matters. All I can find is that Obama increased the national debt by almost $3 trillion. Yeah, correct. Because as as George W. Bush left, it was was under a trillion for sure. I'm I'm pretty positive. Yeah. So we went up and we went down and, you know, either way, Trump is, the deficit Trump continues to grow. Right Coronavirus numbers continue to grow and uh, and we can't get masks to save our lives. Yeah. Or tests. It's, yeah. And I really think like that's that's the outrage, right? People are I'm, I'm a root cause problem solver. OK. And so when I look at the problem, I look at what the root cause is. So people are like, oh, we can't get masks. We can't get tests. We can't get personal protective equipment. Why can't you get that? Well, there's not any to go around. Well, that's not true. I just don't think that America has the buying leverage in a worldwide pandemic to go and get that money from China or some of our other grantors. I mean, you the know? only way that we would take it is by force because we have the biggest military, I think, and, and the most high-powered military out there. Right. You, I, I know what you're saying, but I'm just – that was the only way that you're going to get shit is like fucking – At this point – you only have what you have. I right. really do feel that way. Like, yeah, we have a military, but what we have is what we have. Whatever's in stock in the warehouses for guns and ammunition. <laughs> there's, there's nothing else coming. Yeah. We ain't going to get go get a, a, a loan from China to go increase our military to attack them. That's stupid. One AAA Best Buy. Call Moving for, on. Call for that <laughs> increase. <laughs> yeah, one triple eight Best Buy curbside pickup of your guns and ammunition. <laughs> All right, Twitter CEO, what's you got here? Yeah, so Jack Dorsey uh, throwing out the Billies. Uh, he I just is, like his name. Dude. Jack Dorsey's a good name. He is throwing out uh, pledging a billion dollars to fighting coronavirus um, during this time. Which I, I just, I guess for me, the biggest part of the story, and this is just my ignorance, I would say. It's just the fact when people are like, yo, dog, I got a billion dollars. I'm going to give to you. Like, what the fuck? What? Yeah. You're just like, I'm going to give you a billion dollars. You know what I mean? Yeah. The uh, the distribution of wealth in America is, is it's asinine. just crazy. And that's just of his, apparently his square stock from square, like the square readers. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jack Dorsey's just roll. He's he he can roll in his dollar bills to save himself. He from says a billion dollars is twenty eight percent of his wealth. Okay, which I mean, still a billion dollars, like boo hoo, dude. Like God, good dude, God, yeah, you're not going to pay taxes this year, right? No doubt, never yeah. again. But I don't know. It's just yeah. people that have the money using the money for seemingly good it makes me feel a little bit better about America. There's always kind of a shitty story behind all those things. Like, yeah, I know a bunch of like really wealthy people are donating money, but the with the tax laws, like he can take that billion and he can do like a 10 year IRS deferral. So like every year he's going to claim a hundred million dedu- right. uh, deducted on taxes. Like he's benefiting. He's not just doing oh, it for the, absolutely for the good of doing it. You know what I mean? Yep. 
Zoom terrorism. I'm glad you put those on here because I, I kind of wanted to shit all over the Zoom service for a little bit, but I've never know, used my, it, but boy, I don't plan on using it now. Yeah, it got quickly adopted by a lot of people in the workforce just because as a lot of people like had to go digital or had to go virtual for their jobs, you know, a lot of companies don't have massive contracts like nationwide has a contract with Skype for business and WebEx. So we have a lot of, a lot of digital capability. Sure. Um, But even at nationwide, a lot of people are using zoom for just for the fact that it's practically unlimited. The number of people that are in there, zoom handles all the bandwidth, all that stuff. Um, Yeah. But now there's massive security leaks. And I guess what you put in here is that the CEO is telling everybody to just like stay off the video well, call service. Certain CEOs are just telling people not to use Zoom. Zoom hasn't, I don't think, come out and said a whole lot about it. However, yeah, not. Not people have, have stated that, you know, teleconferencing, hi, teleconferencing hijacking is what is happening or a cyber crime of, of that matter. Um, yeah. I mean, Kurt Walker of Nationwide right here from, from Iowa. Had he's, that he's like kibosh on it. Well, so you have like so a teacher was conducting uh, a class through Zoom. Unidentified individual dialed, yelled profanity, shouted the teacher's address in the middle of an inst- uh, in, an instruction. Uh, yeah. Another Massachusetts-based school performing a Zoom. Uh, unidentified individual uh, was on camera and displayed swastika tattoos. I remember somebody saying they were giving their thesis apparently through a college Zoom meeting, and somebody came in there and started drawing dicks on the on their screen, and it was just like mortifying people. Like, what's happening right now? It's just, yeah, it's bad. you know, it, it just sounds way too open source and people to just be able to just dial random numbers and be like, oh, well, let me see what I can get to today. Like, it's like entering yep. any, any random chat room and then just, you know, fuck with people. It, it's how a lot of these services work. Um, you, you have like a meeting ID, right, which is randomized. And that's all well and good when, you know, maybe, maybe a few hundred thousand people a day are using your service. Right. But then when it gets to a few hundred million that you don't have enough random generation. So like a lot of what was uh, not a lot, but some of what was happening, I understand is like they were literally duplicating numbers. Like you could go type a random number in and because of the service being utilized so heavily, you were going to get into a meeting probably. Right. Um, so, and there's no real restriction there. They don't have like a password protection or anything like that. So, you know, zoom said that they're uh, working on it, but uh, gosh, w- wouldn't you hate to go out that way? Like you're in a pandemic, you're like, oh, dude, our service can be utilized for a lot, and then within a day, like you're getting tanked. Nobody wants you anymore. Right? They're like, uh, actually, I think we're gonna be okay. Yeah, we're gonna go back to some other platform. Right? It just it it, it shows the world that we live in right now that can that's shit still continuing even as bad as it is right now. Yep. Don't cross me, Derek. I, I don't plan to usually. Why? I'm an animal. Oh, good call. I see what you did there. A terrible segue. Animal Crossing. New Horizons. That's a game I'm playing. Uh, Tony, you have yet to pick this up, right? No, and I, I'm definitely not going to. I mean, I I hear from all different types of people and demographics that they love Animal Crossing. So I I understand it's cross-generational. Are and you dancing it right now? <laughs> people love well, something and you're just hating on it? It's not that I don't I don't want to play it or I hate it. It's just like I'm of all the games I could play or pay for, this is not going to be the one. 
I don't I, I don't know. This to me seems like a very like this seems like a Tony Walter game that he would accidentally get way the fuck into. Like oh, all of a sudden he's got some of the most like best built, best looking towns out there. And you're like, what happened? I maybe sank 75 hours into it in the last six days. <laughs> That's the kind of game this is for me. Uh, I, 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 really I hate s- to say that. But yeah, like uh, it's it's very simulator based right like yeah. you're making a you're making an island you're making a town you're paying off debts i mean listen i'm doing a little too much of that in real life uh, <laughs> like i don't i don't want to do it in a game uh, especially know. when you got final fantasy right around the corner there's somebody does you, i don't but yeah uh, i mean yours is around the corner it ain't <laughs> gonna get there for like three weeks but, around the corner next tuesday uh, yeah no doubt there's games like that. There's Persona Persona Five, 5 Royale yeah. that I'm interested in. I mean, there's a, a handful of games within my immediate reach that I already own. Here's here's where I'm at with Animal Crossing. This is what I love about Animal Crossing, right? A, the wife loves it. I mean, she is going whole hog. Cannot cannot get enough of it. Just loves every minute of it, right? For me, okay. Animal Crossing seems to be the game that I'll head to bed, grab the switch controller, turn it on. I'll do like my little daily things. I'll run around the town, make sure I don't need to clear anything out talk to my people fish for a little bit. And then I'll call it a day. You know, it's just, it's yep. very relaxing. The music's great. You know, I've, uh, I, uh, I helped the wife. We, we put a new flag up. We made a new, uh, town tune, which is the, uh, the Jurassic park theme. So anytime you talk to anybody in my town, it plays a little, animal crossing ish version of the Jurassic park theme, which is great. Um, I had, I had friend of the show, Chris Dugan come over to my Island the other day and he kind of ran around and brought me some cherries, which was the last fruit I needed for our Island. So now we've got all five fruits. The wife is in the process of saying things I don't even understand. That's fine. Like you, you get terraforming at some point and you get the ability to like, if you, if you eat, fruit you get real strong and you can dig up trees so she has gone to great lengths to build out different orchards so we've got an apple orchard an orange orchard a cherry orchard so on and so forth right so we can harvest that stuff on the daily and just kind of clean up our town so we're just kind of doing small stuff because as you progress through the game obviously you get villagers to come live there you want to keep the city clean and then as as you progress you'll get a ranking system so now we've got isabel who's the girl that gives us our ranking we have a one star island so we've got to clean up all the weeds we have to cut down some trees and make it look a little bit more infrastructure based i don't know it's just there's things to do and like it feels rewarding as you do them i paid off this fucking thing the other day to build a set of stairs to one of the next levels on the island well it wasn't even tom nook it was this weird looking uh it was a fire hydrant i had to pay named lloyd i don't know okay see it's weird it looks it looks to me like from an outsider's perspective it looks like minecraft no meets Okay, calm down. It looks like Minecraft meets Stardew Valley meets like a real life simulator. Like that's what it looks like. Cause it's more Harvest Moon meets Harvest Moon what Nintendo I proper. You know what I mean? Like it, it's okay. it's definitely more that style of. And now now with this one especially, like they give you uh, quests to get Nook Miles, and you can exchange those Nook Miles for things for the town, decorations, making your house look cool, Nook Miles tickets that give you a random procedurally generated island you can go to that might have different fossils, different flowers, different fruit, you know, just different things like that. I might pick it up in all honesty. Like, listen, I haven't filled up my gas tank in over a month, (laughs) and (laughs) I was averaging about $60 a week in gas, so got a little extra cheddar going around right um 
now that said, I'm buying a lot more groceries, but I know my daughter would probably play something like that. Yeah. And you once so, you build, once you get one island, though, that's what you want to make sure of is if you're not going to be the island leader and somebody else will be, you need to give them that uh, regard because like the wife is the one responsible for all the upgrades in the town and making the town better. I'm just I just live here, man. Like, you know, I'm in the truest sense. I'm just there. I don't really do I, a whole lot. Can I go buy it right now and come crash your island? You can come swing by the island, yeah. You, you can't do anything unless I make you a best friend, which would give you the ability to like cut down trees and stuff, which I won't I do. I just want to live there. I just want to build a house and like be next to my yeah, money. Yeah, you can't live there. You got to build your own island. You got to be out on your own, Tony. Spread your wings. Fly why a little can't bit. I live on your island? Why, you, do, why can you live with Amanda? You can come visit because we live in the same household and we use the same Switch cartridge. <laughs> It's oh, all that's tied, how it works. Yeah, it's all tied to the switch. Like that's why we had to buy the girls their own. Oh, you had to buy. I bought their. their own I bought copy them the their own copy of the game. I bought that game twice. Wow. I thought you bought it three times actually already. No, I bought it twice. One once for the wife and I, once for the girls. That's interesting. So, yeah. okay, so the kids and I would have our own island, basically. Correct. Unless you wanted them to have their own, you'd have to buy it twice. But so we, we can we can have our own characters, right? Because we each got yeah, our own profile. Exactly. But because we only have one, one get, copy of the game. On that switch, each profile lives on the same island. There's just a head of household, essentially, which would be the first person to load up that game. Wow. It's interesting. The local play am, isn't great. Am, you know what? I got I got Final Fantasy coming on. I got Persona 5 that I'm really – I almost pulled the trigger on today. Um, Here, here's my final sales pitch to this. It does not ask a lot of your time. I think what I'm I have all those Best Buy points I was telling you about. Yeah. I think I think I'm just gonna buy some eShop cards because I, I really don't want a, to buy a physical game that you have to download anyway. Like Right. I, I'm I'm gonna buy I need to buy a year of uh Nintendo Online because I apparently let mine lapse and I think I've got twenty dollars in Best Buy certificates from those pre orders. So I'm gonna okay. buy a year of the family membership and get that set up because that's the only way you can travel to different people's islands and things of that nature. So I yeah. need to get that done. I did a seven day trial so Chris could come over and hang out. But um Well and uh uh oh you're not hanging out with Chris over, are you? Are you talking about on the island? On the island. Okay, good. You're not spreading the Rona, right? No, I haven't seen okay. any actual people in weeks. This game has a very long tail, as I understand, right? Like Animal Crossing lasts a really long time. If you want it to, you know what I mean? Like okay. it, it's up to you if you can either like back in the Farmville days, right? You can either get on Farmville, click your buttons, Farmville. reset everything and move on. Same thing here. You can get on Animal Crossing, go through, dig up your fossils, get your fruit, reset your trees, plant some stuff, do a few little missions, sell your shit and move on. It does not demand you to be on it for four or five hours. It's literally come and go as you please. I mean, it, it's more of a hop in once a day kind of thing. And you can spend, I mean, I, I can't tell you the wife isn't probably over 50 to 55 hours at this point into this game. Um, I've Is got somebody on my friends list like- that's over 150 hours on this game. People just go to town, but you know, at your own leisure. Is there anything to do though? Like besides yeah. all the, all the art, well, I know that, but like, is there combat? Is there like quests? I just told, I mean, there's, yes, there's daily quests, but the quests are like chop down, you know, 10 pieces of wood, which is chopping down like four trees, plant four mm-hmm. or plant a fruit tree, take a picture, mm-hmm. go fishing, sell 10 I'm shells. So I'm so scared that I might really dig this game. It's, like, it's, and that's, that's exactly how I feel about it is I think you would. So many people I know that I would never expect to play a game like Chris Dugan being one of them. Yeah. Like I would never expect Dugan to like a game like this. And it's super relaxing, dude. Like it's just so chill. And and yeah, you have to have a little bit of creativity, which is why I'm glad 
the coconut wife loves it because I could not do that part. I just want to do the questing stuff. I want to build furniture. I want to make my house look dope. Chris says my house looks like yeah. the house of a serial killer. That's fine. Um, I want my house <laughs> to look super cool and to build random stuff and to do the quests and talk to my, you know, talk to my, uh, my neighbors and say, what's up. There's a fishing tournament this Saturday. I work with the nice. coconut wife. will be able to take part. Uh, there's bunny day on Sunday, which is, technically easter that's within the game so there'll be cool stuff going on on sunday um i don't know there's and yeah there's a tale because you play it every day because you want the passage of time new fish show up new bugs show up every month things reset you build out that museum and that's the museum is gorgeous i i don't know tony you could this might take up a lot of your time well i am online buying some <laughs> buying some digital eShop cards right now Right on. I also forgot that I put the uh, Steelbook of Rise of Skywalker in my cart like forever ago Ruh-oh. and never bought it. So probably going to have to do that because, I mean, I don't want that movie because I don't like it that much. But yep, it's not a good movie. Yeah. Gonna have, I mean, might as well. Right. Right. Whatever. What, what, what other money? Whatever you spend your money on at that point. Uh, so listen, Final Fantasy seven cloud. I'm living in the cloud right now. Uh, comes out tomorrow. I'm super pumped. I I I can't. You know where I'm at. No, I don't. Tell me where you're at. I got a message this morning from Amazon. Okay, <laughs> it says my payment oh, was. Declined. You're not getting it. You mean? Yeah. <laughs> Saying that my payment was declined because my address on file was still the old address because I ordered this in June of last year. Right. Uh, so I had to get online with them and I'm like, hey, here's my address. Make sure this is correct. When this is, when's this going to reprocess? He's like, ah, 12 to 24. Uh, I got the address updated. It'll be there Tuesday. <sighs> That's rough, bro. Yep. So I'm just going to sit here and cry tears and play the game we played earlier today until it comes out and uh, hopefully not get online and get spoiled by Facebook like I did with the Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano match earlier today. Okay. Yeah. And Final Fantasy VII is getting hardcore reviews. Like it's getting pretty good pretty good critic reviews 87 on metacritic 8 out of 10 on ign 8.75 on game informer those are most of the places i go to that and i look at them um i have avoided everything i didn't play the demo i didn't look at anything on the demo i barely wanted to hear you talk about it and yet Uh, you're over here gonna tell me you're gonna spoil everything for me that's a dick move that's who that's who i am say on air you won't do it say on air you won't do it say it i'm not gonna do it thank you you're going to do it anyway. Listen, I am trying to black out as much as I can on this game. I know there have been a ton of reviews. I, I didn't want to see gameplay. Like when I looked up those scores just now, I went to the video reviews and I scrolled right to the end and looked at what score they gave. You, you um, want me like, to give you like the, the quick hot takes of this reviews. You want me to tell you what's going on uh, in the game? I listened to the Giant Bomb Pod and they, they were yet. liking it quite a bit, but they're not really good at talking. They're really good at saying a lot of things and not saying anything. You ever they're, very that? At, they're very good at analyzing things, but in a right. in an assholeish way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that that's that's where I'm at. I haven't. I listened to their pod. They seem to like it. The combat, the visuals, all that stuff. Um, 
I I managed to see that there are some storyline changes in the game that people are upset about. Um, I mean, you can tell me what some of the gripes are. No, I was really going to. I mean, here's the thing I look at going into this game. It's all in Midgar, which is still mind boggling to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't even get out of Midgar. Don't even get out of Midgar. So to yeah. me, I kind of, and, well, we kind of knew that with well, where it was going right, to end. But I, I kind of expected something to be, you know, Tetsuya Nomura is great at looking over here in the left hand and doing something different in the right hand. You know what I mean? The guy that's right. made Kingdom Hearts for how many years, it doesn't make any sense. I was like, well, he could say it, but it might not be true. true. So to hear that it's still all in Midgar, okay, fine. But I like I, I haven't played Final Fantasy VII since i was probably in man i want to say early high school late middle school i I played it maybe four or five years ago on the ps4 when it kind of got re-released so i mean i don't graphics i don't remember a ton of big moments in that opening act and so for them to really not spend a whole lot of time outside of Midgar and apparently making this into a possibly 40 hour experience within Midgar sounds promising, but also asinine at the same time. So I'm highly intrigued to what this is. I'm pumped, dude. I really am. Yeah. I'm pumped. Especially because this is our probably maybe last big game of the year. I don't know. Well, that definitely ain't going to be no last of us. I can tell you that launch title. We already talked about this last week. True. Oh, I can't use my Best Buy points on digital eShop cards. Oh, damn it. That is dog shit. Yeah, I'm mad now. Uh, However, what I will say is alongside Final Fantasy, alongside Final Fantasy, go ahead. This sucks. You know why? Because I was, I was, uh, now I'm committed. Now I'm just going to spend $60 and buy it. Okay. Digitally or physically? I'm definitely I'm I'm digital all the way. Okay. In. Yeah, that's how I bought it for the girls. Uh, what I was going to say is, even if this is the last big game of the year, I will say that as long as they keep giving me new seasons of Call of Duty, I'll be just fine. Call of Duty season Call of Duty three, a boy. Call of Duty season three uh, launched Tuesday um, afternoon. Uh, so I was, I mean, I'm pretty excited about every Call of Duty season. This has been the most Call of Duty I played ever in my entire life. It's still yeah. a lot of fun, but as it launched, I was like, "Holy shit, we're getting skins for the cars, new cars, new maps, new multiplayer stuff, and we're we're having quads in, in Warzone." Okay, I'm I'm into that. That sounds nifty. Hop right. into Warzone, thinking we still got singles, trios, and quads. Now the only thing we're missing is duos, right? Hop in. What happens? Just got quads and Qu- solo. Quads and solos. And so as a dude that plays primarily with a duo, me and one other person, whether it's you, Chris, Joey, Nilton, somebody jumping in with two and two, that's a struggle bus because then if you break off, you're going on a lot of two V four matches and it, it made it excessively ridiculous. And I was very angry all day yesterday as I played what I played of it. I I just couldn't deal with it. I was super irritated, irrationally angry as I played with Chris. It just didn't feel good. Right. However, earlier today, uh, Tony and I hopped in with Joey and a a buddy of his and uh, we ordered a day outside of work hours earlier today. After you were done working, thank you. Correct. We jumped in before the podcast, got a dub. We did, yeah. Which was I still don't like Warzone. 
that's just me, but that's fine. I mean, I like Warzone when it's good, like, and you feel it. Like you either have good Warzone matches or it's trash. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's yeah. and I I think that duos is probably the sweet spot for me. If they introduce duos, I'll be a happy camper. Um, but yeah, you got new maps. Alex, who was the the protagonist of the Call of Duty Modern Warfare uh, story mode is back right. as your uh, new, new character, operator. if you will, your operator. Thank you for this season. Um, and, and again, I bought this battle pass with no money. I bought that season one battle pass and have not paid any money since. So, yeah, you're just using the COD points you get throughout the battle pass to pay for the next battle pass. Yep. Um, I have I logged on to my Xbox. I do have nine hundred. Uh, cod point so I, I could probably spend like five bucks and get the battle pass and something um yeah last time i paid the twenty dollars and got the the premium one or whatever it was so i don't i was looking through the battle pass though and like i have so many guns and different blueprints i don't really know that the battle pass is worth it like for me it's worth i don't it. play enough and I, I, I know I the XP bars are nice, but I do play enough. I, 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 I think it's worth it because it gives it. I don't know, man. Seeing a screen light up anytime you get something is is always kind of nice, right? That's how they get you. I yeah. suppose in the fact that like you don't pay for it, it's definitely worth yeah. it. It's, it's, it's self uh, self appreciating, right? I um, paid ten dollars yeah. for three different battle passes. You know what I mean? So I've been and I bought the game at Black Friday price for thirty whatever dollars, thirty five, forty bucks. Correct, yeah. So I'm still in the clear it's prob- there. It's prob- but it is um, not not a whole lot of other new features. I mean, there's new maps, um, obviously some new blueprints. There are, uh, like you were saying, new skins for vehicles and stuff, which is kind of Nifty. kind of a cool idea, I guess. Um, it really that's really more meant for Warzone. It's not really meant for multiplayer. So, and I wouldn't mind getting back into multiplayer. You know, Joey is playing a little bit earlier, and um, I'd like to check out those maps on on multiplayer. And I was fully popular. I was fully pot committed to not playing Warzone after yesterday. I was like, I'm good. I'll wait till they introduce duos or bring back trios. I don't know that mm-hmm. I need to play this anymore. So I, I really like the multiplayer. Like I hopped on the other night, uh, Tuesday night, let my stuff update, um, hopped into h- hardcore, uh, finished off a couple gold guns. Hold on. When um, you say you've hopped into some hardcore and finished off, that sounds like you were walking <laughs> took that hard left turn earlier. There you go. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, I got gold on some guns, on a couple marksmen's, and, like and a couple pistols. Gold. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they're pretty dope, dope looking skins. So I'm not mad about it. Right on. Um, yeah, I, I, I still like the multiplayer a lot. Even oh, yeah. solo, I like to hop in there and play because you. That's the easiest way to get matched with the closest skill. And it's fast. Uh, you know, it's still really fast paced. Especially hardcore is. Yeah. yeah, we played some plunder earlier, and plunders. I didn't feel as bad about it the second time getting Reno. The first time I played it, I thought it was awful. Playing it with us was okay. I still don't. It wouldn't be the first mode I'd want to try or play it, but it was fine. All right. Tell me about this new Xbox controller. (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on there. Hold the phone. I don't think this is Xbox. Try again. Sony. Sorry. PS5 controller. PS5. Like randomly on a Tuesday, they're like, Hey, by the way, here's our controller. Like it was it's so no, weird. It's super weird the way they're divvying yeah. out all this information, whether it's those weird articles through what was it? It's like PC Gamer, not PC Gamer, obviously, but like 
some hardware people that have they've done those yeah. demos with. I don't know. And then somebody, they, somebody at Sony is like super out of touch with how I, to communicate with what's going on. But they're like, hey, by the way, here's the controller. It's white and black. It looks real futuristic. Um, I don't know. Here's yeah, the dual sense. The dual sense controller. Uh, here's right. here were my big takeaways, Tony. You tell me what you thought about the controller. My big takeaways were this. One, it's a goddamn Xbox controller, but they didn't move the 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 joysticks thankfully because i can't right. stand where the joysticks are on the xbox controller but i do like, i prefer that much more but yes i do like I the understand. ergonomic design i think it looks great um i think the light bars on the side of the touchpad awesome looking real cool uh, i do like the futuristic look but i wish it was either one or the other color i don't know that white and black is the way i want it to be um, yeah they talk about in to- that in the article that there's a, a microphone built into it that you could hop in and chat with your friends. But if you want a real good experience, you need a headset still. So it's, it's weird right. to be like, Hey, you could talk on this thing, but we probably don't advise it. You know, yeah, just, exactly. It's weird. And then the big thing as people were leaving, this was a, they didn't show the back of the controller, which the rumor Correct. is they had those back buttons that they put out for the PS4 controller a couple months ago that those yep. paddles might be on there. Um, but two, no one saw a headphone jack. And so people are getting way worried. But yeah, don't worry. Those are, those are my main takeaways as well as don't see a headphone jack. I don't think it looks very ergonomic like at all. Um, really? Yeah, it 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 doesn't look like it's going to fit very well in the hand. It looks, it looks a little too like kind of boxy and bulky. Um, I personally don't like the color scheme of the default controller, but I think when they start releasing other colors with that two tone, look, it can look fire. There's, uh, there've been people jumping all over making different looking controllers too. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I like a lot of the two tone controllers they put out just in the last year, like that blueberry one. And they had that purple one. And um, there's like a, there's like even that Broncos color one is, oh, yeah. is really cool looking. Uh, so th- that's all fine. I don't see a headphone jack, which I'm sure there's. They have said that there is a headphone jack. Don't worry. I If that headphone jack is on the back, that'd be awesome. Because one of the things I hate about controllers, both Xbox and PlayStation, is they have the headphone jack right at the bottom. So like I, I'm a rester. I have the controller resting on my lap. And that thing is just jabbing you in the dick. I don't like it. <laughs> So uh, I'm going to drop this into the, the the conversation piece to show you a few of the fake mock-ups people are doing, which people are doing some insanely cool stuff with this, which I'm all about. Um, yeah, I saw a few. I think they could do some really cool shit with this. Like I said, I do love the light bar on the side. The thing I think for me as the generic controller with the white on black, my problem with it is that the, dual, the D-pad and the buttons are still white. If those were black yep. also, I think that would seal the deal for me. Yeah, I mean, there's Xbox, Microsoft has that uh, lab control, whatever thing where you can go and like on Microsoft's website and custom build your own Xbox controller for like 20 bucks more than normal. Um, And I've I've been slightly interested in that, but I think Sony could. I, they could make money doing that, I would think. Oh, yeah, easily. Uh, And like I said, it's it definitely looks futuristic and I it sounds pretty great. I'm, I'm kind of about it. I yeah. do like that the PlayStation, like the home button isn't a circle anymore, that it's like just the PS button. You know what I mean? Yes, that's, that's, that's kind of cool. Nifty. I, it's going to feel weird in the finger, but... Yeah, whatever. I don't. I guess the better option for me is if this is a 
telling sign of what we're going to get with a PlayStation 5? Like, is it going to ergonomically or conceptually look similar to this based on the, the lines and the curvature? Or is it still going to be that V machine that we saw uh, mock-ups of, you know, last year? I think it'll look different than the, the dev kit that we saw last year. And I think it'll resemble this white and black look. Uh, I had that white destiny Xbox for, or uh, PlayStation for a long time. That was pretty dope. I know you have like a God of War gray. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty nice. So yeah. Derek, you're going to go to space. I am here. Would you go to space to get Final Fantasy VII before next Tuesday? <laughs> if, if someone offered me a trip to space to go get Final Fantasy VII, yeah, I'd do it. I'm kind of pumped for this new Netflix show called Space Force. Have yeah. you seen any of this yet? Oh, yeah. I remember hearing about it a year ago when he when the Trumper announced the Space Force, and they're like, Netflix is like, yep, we're making a show about this with Steve Carell. And I was like, great, I'm in. I don't care who's in uh, it. Yeah. Uh, if this, and yet the cast this is, is fire. This might be the closest thing to the office you're ever going to get out of Steve Carell again. I think so. Um, so Netflix has got this show. It, I mean, you seem to know more about it than I do. I just know that it's called Space Force, that it's got an ensemble cast of Steve Carell and John Malkovich and a whole bunch of other like ben really Schwartz. good actors. Yeah. Ben Schwartz in there, right, exactly. The, the, Asian guy from, yeah, the Asian guy from uh, – uh, oh, fuck. Why am I blanking on the show's name? I'm, Whoa, I'm we went a long time without a name. I man. know. I'm trying to think what the what his damn name is. Uh, what's that show? I don't Silicon know. Your <laughs> oh, okay. Jin Yang is the guy that's uh, that's yes, in there. So, correct. Um, yeah, he's in there. I don't know. It just I, the premise sounds great. I love the idea that you're mo- you're merging the office and uh, technically Parks and Rec with Ben Schwartz from Parks and Rec and Steve Carell. Yep. You got. John Malcolm. I mean, I don't know, man. It all sounds just primo. Well, and this isn't this isn't a Netflix like strength. Like their strength in original content is definitely not comedy. No. Uh, so they're it's definitely a lot more drama, thriller, suspense. Um, so this is going to be interesting to see what they do because the closest I think they've got to comedy is probably like The Ranch or Have you know something like that. The Ranch. Yeah, it's decent, but. <laughs> This is more of a play for like Amazon or Hulu or Apple TV. They all have comedy lineups in their original content. So I can't imagine that it's going to flop. But what's weird is that Steve Carell, man, coming out of coming at it from all angles, like he's got a show on Netflix now uh, and now he's got a He's got a show on Apple TV with the show morning, uh, show. The morning show. So I don't know how he managed to do that, but. Like money, get, money, get, man. Get, that, get yeah, that money. Exactly. I really like this older Steve Carell, like gray hair Steve Carell. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So anything else to say about the space? I'm Force? excited. May 29th is the uh, release date. So be on the lookout for it. Uh, Tony, were you a scrubs fan? I never watched it. You've never seen scrubs. No. Oh my, you've, you're missing out I, on I've seen it. But you I did not watch, watch like you've not binged all of the seasons like I have twice. No, Scrub, see, Scrubs was on when I was into a lot of other shows. Like I remember Burn Notice was on, White Collar was on, Monk was on. Um, those are all the shows I remember like that Scrubs was on the same time. And I just didn't. Scrubs is one of the last like, network house great was on. Show, great shows. You know what I mean? For me, great yeah. comedies. Um, 
I mean, as far as like a great theme song, phenomenal cast, there's just, there's not a better best friend relationship than uh, JD and Turk in the show. Uh, Right. uh, Dr. Cox, um, who was, and I can't think of his name, but that dude was just dynamite. Like his comedic timing in that show is just perfection. Um, I don't know, man, that's just a great show. And it's, I believe it's on Hulu right now. So, you know, if you get a, get a wild hair up your ass and you're bored, check out, check out scrubs. But if you want to go one step further while you're watching it, Donald Faison and Zach Braff started a a la the office ladies. They're doing a scrubs watch along podcast, which has got me way excited about this. Um, I haven't listened to it on radio. Yeah. I heard radio and I think they just finally put it on Spotify the other day. Um, but I, I'm way excited for this. I love Scrubs. I love uh, JD and Turk's relationship, and the fact that Zach Braff and Donald Faison are, are best friends in real life and have been since. Um, it, it just it sounds like it's a, a great uh, great idea. Are they doing every episode chronologically? Again, I haven't jumped far enough into it, but I believe they are doing the exact same thing where they're watching every episode. Yeah, I think I think that's a mistake. I, I can tell you, like switching gears to the Office Ladies podcast, slow down a little it's bit. It's getting. It has, yeah, because they're going through every single episode. And while The Office is arguably the best TV show of all time, certainly the best sitcom, uh, eh, maybe with Seinfeld, it's hard to tell you. But yeah, they are going through every single episode, and it's a lot of the same stuff. They go through the script. They go through some of the differences. I kind of wish they would have approached it like, here are our top like 50 episodes, and this is our podcast, right? Sure. but. They're not going to be able to monetize it and all that. I understand what they're doing. It's just every episode's not an ep- one that I'm going to dig into. You know not what I mean? Something you're ju- that you're jazzed about, if you will. Yeah, I mean they have good guests on. You know, like they had Creed and um, they had Rain Wilson on one episode, and uh, the gal that plays Jan Levinson was on there. They had the creator. So I mean, they're they're really bringing the star power. But they had Steve Carell on one, right? Um, so yeah, it's fine. I, uh, I just I think you should give Scrubs a watch, if not at least the podcast. What I'd like you to watch more frequently and on time is WWE. I what are you talking about? I watch it every week. You do not watch it every week at every every Monday, every Wednesday, every Friday. I do watch every Monday. Unless it's trash and then I turn it off like it was this Monday. Mondays <laughs> listen trash. to me. There's not many days in wrestling that I get way jazzed about. I could name you the top five, but in that top five is always the raw for after WrestleMania. It is usually the most crazy, ridiculous hand, <sighs> like just overtaken by the fans show ever. You yeah. know, let's, let's not forget this right here. It, it is officially the wrestling segment of our show, but this Monday after WrestleMania, was the biggest snooze fest I've ever seen in my entire life. It was a bunch of rematches from WrestleMania. It was a replay. Yeah, it, was it was a replay of WrestleMania matches. And then they brought out people that debuted on WrestleMania to act like it was a big deal. Oh, look, Bianca Belair right. is here. She was there last night. What do I care? Yeah. She's been I, on Nia Jax, like three weeks in a row with the Prophets. Nia Jax is here. Oh, yep. Nia Jax is still pretty good. Cool. Moving on. Like, I just, there wasn't anything that really hammered at home of like oh man this is the raw after mania you know this is good, such good shit <laughs> i i hated the i understand it but i hated the gimmick of like here's these pre-recorded interviews after they won their matches or lost their matches like it it was awful i mean we're gonna we're gonna actually talk about wrestlemania too but 
yeah, I wanted to go through some some general wrestling news. Then I want to recap what's going on with WrestleMania because overall, I, I think in retrospect, fire WrestleMania for the most part. There was really good matches and some of the craziest, best wrestling stuff we've seen in a long time, despite no audience, despite it being pre-recorded, right? But first things first, did you see that Goldberg is not renewing his WWE contract? Well, there's been conflicting reports here, and I was gonna I was gonna wait for you to talk about this. So Meltzer came out and said, listen, people are flying everywhere with this. Goldberg and WWE are fine. Everything's good. Okay. He just wants to be used like a legend. He's not trying to go out there and work, you know, 12 matches a year. Yeah, work a belt. He, right, exactly. he wants to work two or three matches a year. And that's he wants it. that Undertaker status. He does. Yep. And so I don't think there is a problem. I don't know that there is not technically a renewal, but he didn't say F you WWE. He's just like, look, my time's done for now. You will. We'll talk about it again. Probably come SummerSlam. You know what I mean? The problem with Bill that well, you're seeing uh, now in the twilight of his career is that he was never a good character. Correct. Um, you know, so like as he gets older, if he can't wrestle, he's a very little value. He's not good at promos. He's not like Stone Cold where he can come out and say a bunch of key phrases. He was never like a massive brand. Right. Uh, well, I, I think that back. he was definitely a huge brand. He was. But he was a one trick pony. Like he came out and he could fight and that was really it. And he wasn't even that good. Like a lot of a lot of wrestlers would shut all over his technical proficiency. He was like, the hero. You know what I mean? He was, yeah. So now you're seeing as he's like what in his nearly fifty years old 50, or whatever that I I don't know. It he's yeah, he's definitely old as shit. That he, he can't come out and do the things that I think he probably wants. Like he probably wants to come get a payday a couple times a year to come out, walk in the ring, you know, get into some beef with some young guy and give a guy a spear every once in a while. But here's the thing that I think Bill has to realize, in my opinion, is he is not there anymore to win titles. He is there to lose matches and put guys over. You know, it's one thing to beat Bray Wyatt without the title and be like, look, I can beat this dude. I'm the guy. It's another to bury him and have to rebuild that character because you're Bill Goldberg. You know what I mean? And and I'm not saying that rumor is true that he forced creative control to say, yo, I should be the guy that goes over here because I should be the guy that slays the the, the fiend, if you will, because that was a rumor going yeah. around. To me, you either let him win that match, no belt, or you take the loss and you put Bray over as the guy. Right. And Instead, you take a shit loss to Braun Strowman and put over a guy that has been inconsequential for months. Correct. Well, and there's the, there's where the hidden story is, is yeah, apparently he was supposed to get the belt. And then the idea was the story was that he was going to drop it to Roman at SummerSlam um, when Roman was out of WrestleMania and then basically said he might not work for like the entire summer. Yeah, he might be out to the end of the year. We don't know. We're going to get to that. But uh, the the storyline was quickly changed that Bill was going to drop it to to Braun at WrestleMania, which which was the final pay per view appearance that he was actually contracted for. Yeah. Now, now now we don't know if Bill's coming back. He's he's obviously going to get some sort of appearance or something. But I I don't know that I even want to see the guy in a ring. I don't. I mean, at this point, here for a good match. I'm at the point right now that if if Bill comes back, it's either got to be to put over new talent or if you're going to have some legends matches, do it the Boneyard style. That was that was. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Um, I think that is probably the breath of, of fresh air and maybe the new life that some of these older guys can have. 
And I think I think WWE would take it really well from a guy uh, or from De- – let me back up before I fuck my words up entirely. Dang. I think I – think, oh, wrong, wrong sound. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think WWE can take a, a note from AEW with the way that they're bringing in legends like Jake the Snake, that they're uh, bringing Managers. in guys like Arn Anderson. Yep. Yes, exactly. Goldberg could definitely be side – side hooked up with some young stud as like a mentor figure. But there's a and he difference come out that I think the le- there's a difference that the legends that work for WWE have. They all still have a, most of them still have massive egos and think they can still go. Yeah, that's probably and true. That, that's a big problem. You know I mean? I don't think Jake, the snakes out there being like, I could, I put on a five-star match right now. I think Bill Goldberg believes he could put on a five-star match and like, it's just not going to happen. You know, you, you put Goldberg with, you know, a Braun Strowman or a Bobby Lashley or someone to build them up. That's, I mean, that's some star power and you don't have to have them there all the time. You just build them up into this is my guy, a la Paul Heyman. And then you do that thing, you know, once or twice a year where you bring them out and it's the guy, but it just, you know, just depends. Yeah. Did you see here some of these rumors coming out about the Miz and, and this stuff I knew So yeah, some of the some of the stuff coming out like post or like really during or post WrestleMania taping. So apparently what happened is that the Miz showed up sick to tape this WrestleMania match. So it was supposed to be Miz and Morrison versus Kofi and Biggie versus the Usos. Three-way tag team ladder match. And apparently Miz shows up. And he's kind of sick. He's got like a cold or something like that. That pissed some wrestlers off. That's why he's gone. Then Big E dropped out, and then the Usos. One of them just decided. I, no, to I think Vin, I think that's when once Miz went down, they just said, "Okay, it's got to be a singles. This is what we're doing and moving on." I don't. I don't think right. anyone else dropped out. It was just the Miz. Well, Dave Meltzer saying that based on what happened with Miz, that's when they decided to pull Roman Reigns out, and he decided to. To not wrestle because I mean, sure. like he, you know, we know he's immunodeficient and all that, but you know, now, now Roman Reigns is MIA. They're taping this week. They're taping over the next couple of days, the next couple of weeks of content, so and Roman is not there at, a, at uh, a secret location. Yes, exactly right. They're taping at a secret location. Blah blah blah. But Roman, their biggest star for SmackDown, nowhere to be found. He was MIA for obviously for WrestleMania. They. Triple H came out last week and said that there was going to be a storyline on SmackDown before WrestleMania about why he was out. That never happened. Nothing. So that either that either got taped and cut or it just never happened. Um, and now you you don't know. I mean, you, your guy who's literally making the second most money in in your company as a wrestler last year has not been on the air for weeks. Right. It's just I think for me, you know, precaution is everything. If Roman needs to stay out, he needs to stay out. I'm surprised they're still – you and I, I think, are both on the same page. They should not be running wrestling stuff right now. But Not at all. I, I just, throw out your documentaries. You know, it's – it's. this is just a shitty part of the industry. Like, if AEW wasn't still recording and planning to record, I don't think Vince would. Um, I, I think he would take the, take, take the bullet and he would – figure out some alternative plan but you like heard about shots fired you heard about brock losing on vince right no what happened there supposedly brock blew up about the fact that a wrestlemania was even happening 
Uh-huh. Found Vince, snapped out at him because he was bringing all these people together, making everybody, you know, put their lives on the line for this shit. Sure. And then also then said, put me out there right now. I want to get this fucking done. And they said, nope, we have a, a match lineup. You'll record when we tell you to record. And he went to Vince about that too. Like he was just not mincing words and just snapped out of Vince. Whether he was standing up in the locker room is, is remaining to be seen. People are like, well, he could have been, you know, he doesn't give a fuck about pay scale for people working during the coronavirus. He's getting paid. He What does he care? But at the same time, if he uses words to say shit like that, maybe Brock cares. I don't know. But, you know, yeah. you, look at it, you look at it last year where he lost to Seth first match. You know what I mean? So, right. Brock is not a fan of sitting around waiting for his matches to come. Well, I think more than most of those people in the locker room, Brock has more than WWE to care about too, when it comes to his health, like he's got a life past WWE or with WWE going on with like MMA and um, a lot of the sports affiliations that he has. So plus I doubt his contract is based on winning or losing. Uh, I think his contract's all based on appearances and, and show performances. Yeah, so he doesn't give a fuck. Uh, not probably not in that that sense. No, nope. gonna ding you on that. That's fine. Um, the there's a couple other things going on about like why uh, Shayna Baszler dropped the title to not Shayna Baszler. Not Shayna Baszler. Uh, Rhea, Rhea Ripley dropped it to Charlotte. Apparently, Rhea Ripley's going to be out for a few eight. months. Yeah, exactly. So there's there's all this kind of hullabaloo coming on about the accelerated storylines and all that. But the last thing I want to talk about before we get into WrestleMania recap, you see the Hulk's Twitter I about honestly don't even want to talk about it. But yeah, what a fucking stupid thing to say. Uh, yep, it's only going to be a ding. That's not worth a ding. That this is the dumbest thing I've heard Hulk Hogan say since he called somebody an N word. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, I forgot about that. Saying. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to read you what Hulk put on Twitter and then we'll, we'll give it, give it a couple words. Okay. And I'm going to try to do it. And should I do it in the Hulk voice? No, just get through this. We got to lighten okay. around this, this, this uh, WrestleMania recap. Uh, word up. Can you handle the truth, brother? Only love. I don't even know what HH stands for Hulk Hogan in in these three short months. Uh, just like he did the plague of Egypt. He says, God has taken everything that we worship. God said, you want to worship athletes? I'll shut down your stadiums. You want to worship musicians? I will shut down your civic centers. You want to worship actors? I'll shut down your theaters. You want to worship money? I'll shut down the economy and I'll collapse the stock market. You don't want to go to church and worship me. I will make it so you cannot go to church. Uh, wow, what a radical man! I didn't realize Hulk was a uh, not a Hulk, not only a Hulkamaniac, but a Jesus freak. I'm I'm done saying my prayers. I'm done eating my vitamins. He's basically saying that this is like God's version of population control. He's, yeah, like, he's literally blaming it all on on the Jesus Christ, you know, the Lord and Savior, saying God's like, oh, good, I just can't. Should he be using his status and his platform to say status anymore? The dude called people an N word while he's banging some dude's wife. Hulk Hogan is nothing anymore. Well, I, I can't argue that. Can't argue that. Let's go through the WrestleMania recap. We had some good matches. We had some bad matches. Let's do, let's do, you want to do a five star or a 10 star rating here? And we'll just lightning around this. I think 10 stars is fine. I think there are some things we should talk about, like some of the best points in the match. That's fine. You can lead this. this. I just, I, I I think this could be, this isn't isn't what culture wrestling. Okay. We're not going to have a 20 minute uh, discussion about every match, but, um, and these are in not 
chronological order of what they happen and, and they're not like best to worst or anything, but Charlotte over Rhea Ripley. I'd give this an eight star. I was going to say eight as well. I thought it was a really good match. Oh. Fast paced. Um, Rhea, man, she is, she's really good. I really wish she didn't drop the belt. I loved her Vegeta gear. She looked great. Charlotte. Yeah. That was great too. Killed it. I just, Charlotte really is. Miss WrestleMania. Like, she is really miss WrestleMania. Like she just brings it every year. I, I think there's there's a, a good storyline with like, you know, Ric Flair's got 16. She's now got 10. Like, you know, I don't know if they're going like to get half the time, like over half the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, It's a different world, though. Yeah. I mean, you, you used to hang on to the belt forever yeah. back in the right, day. Right, right. Uh, how about Kevin Owens over Seth? I might also give this an eight. I if you I've, if you said first match, I'd give it a five. Six. Yeah, um, I, overall, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna even out to an eight because yeah. I. I think the first match was a six, and I think the second. The second part when Kevin called him a little bitch, yep. uh, and and brought him back to the ring, and and then jumped off the sign and uh, all the piece, rest of it, I think Seth was really good. that piece of crap. It was just. It was <laughs> yeah. so. It was so great. I. This was one of those matches that uh, really accentuated the fact that there was no audience. Like the Rhea Ripley and Charlotte match, they're just like yelling at each other yeah. and like overdoing the audio and you could just hear every grunt and everything this match they were shit talking to each other it, it actually it, benefited yeah it worked yeah it did so good match um surprising match Sami Zayn goes over on db so if you go from one set of dudes who have fought back in the day to another set of dudes who have fought back in the day i'm surprised right. that ko and seth was the better of these two matches Sami over yeah. db that's a three for me um, I mean, it was, it was not a very good match. Ruby wrecked Sammy the whole time only to then get caught with a random boot to the chin and lose. Like, yeah, that was a bitch move. It was a terrible match, uh, for the, it ending. feels like they got about 80% of the way through a real match, choreographing the match. And then for time sakes, maybe they had to end it or something like, I, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, Sammy got dominated the entire match and then somehow won. Kicked him in the face so, to win, yep. It's good for Sammy though. Like he actually gets to keep a title that he, that he has never had. So yeah. we got the, uh, ladder match Morrison versus Kofi versus, uh, Jimmy Uso. This real good match. Honestly might be my second, uh, second or third favorite match of both nights. These oh, guys okay. crushed it. They did some crazy spots with ladders that didn't have other people setting up ladders. You know, they had to do it all themselves, put in the work. Yep. I didn't care for the ending necessarily. It was it was new. I don't remember seeing an, an ending. And then there was that. nothing on Raw about it. But it was just like snooze. Fucking Morrison falls off the ladder with Holds the belts with him. It, yeah, and then but Kofi and Jimmy have the the I don't even know the grapple because those are all SmackDown individuals, but yeah, I guess that's, yeah, it is a SmackDown, but so we'll see what happens tomorrow. Right. Um, yeah, but it was a really good match. There was a nine for me. I think it's going to be probably a nine, maybe a nine and a half for me. Cause you think about like, there was that part where, uh, Jimmy just like Kofi just threw right in the line. Oh man. Yeah, that could not have been scripted that way. There like he just ladder. chucked this ten foot ladder and just Rest. destroyed Jimmy Uso. Oh, um, there was that Hurricanrana that uh, Kofi did, like off the ropes onto the ladder. Well, he had Morris, like Morris, doing the weird 
parkour stuff through the on the ropes through the ladder like there were some scary spots for just a, like i was like whoa this is good he just went for it dude it was great yeah and i think this is probably one of the only matches of both nights that i feel like it it lived up to like a like a wrestlemania match it felt like, like a wrestlemania match you were correct yeah it did feel like a match you know you could you could suspend your disbelief and like kind of hear the crowd going crazy yeah like, we, were on, we were on skype and when he, some of that stuff happened, I was going crazy. You guys were like 10 seconds behind me, yeah. which if we were synced up, it would have been wild. It would have been nuts. Yes. Uh, really good match. Nine out of 10 for sure. Um, Strowman just, uh, Strowman just squash match over Goldberg. That, we talked about it a little bit. That's a two for me, dude. Yeah. I think it gets a zero for me. Yeah. I was so pissed that it was basically Goldberg speared the guy three or four, four times, times and then four power four times. times. Yeah, and then Strowman power slammed him Four a few times. times and like yeah. that, that was it. I said I, I called Goldberg in minutes, thirty seconds. I called Goldberg in three. It was like two and a half ended up being. I called Goldberg in three. He hit him with four. Strowman hits him with four power slams, which apparently are better or worse of a move. And snooze. I mean, just I yeah. Moving on. Only only made worse by one of the matches the next night too. But we'll get to that. Right. Um, Edge versus Randy finished off that first night. This has been a this has been a, a weird. I've sat there and thought about this match because at the beginning I was like, it was a good match. Especially, it would be a great match if they took ten minutes out of it. It was forty minutes yeah. long. That match was, you know what I mean. And there was a lot of just boring parts of it, but there was a a good tenseness to it. But I'm gonna give this a seven. I'm going to give it a six. Um, I actually thought you were going to say six. Yeah. I was I was planning on matched up with you, but it started off pretty good. Um, again, one of those matches where some of that shit talking was really accentuated. I don't think they played enough into what they had set up as a storyline. Like it, they didn't talk about the wife back Phoenix, but Randy barely mentioned, you know, the, the daughters, like it, it felt like a lot of buildup for not the payoff you were expecting. And then for edge to go over on him at the end with like a chokehold and Randy passed out it, it felt a little bit too much like WrestleMania 13 for me with stone cold and, and uh, Bret Hart. But ugh, I don't know, man, it just, it, it was fine. It wasn't for me. Uh, you know, I just, I wanted it to be, I really did. And then it just was like, eh. yeah. And again, not a lot of payoff on raw. Right. Uh barely any get some replay i think i think like four or five times they showed the same like three minute clip and maybe a tweet uh, from edge and that was probably about it yeah it was i don't know i mean it leaves you wondering what the story is like where they're gonna go with it i don't know i don't know either uh god the next match aj versus taker in the boneyard match i mean could we have been more shocked about what this was. I'm a, I'm a, I'm not a, I'm not a person to give matches perfect ratings, <laughs> but I might give this a 10. Not, I'll give it a nine and a half. Cause there's always room for improvement. There's always room for improvement, but on the next night, no less, this match rocked me up hard. Like in the, yeah. in, the, in the beginning, I think I was just, I dove right into it. It took you a little while to get that suspension of disbelief of like, this is fucking stupid. But once you yes. got past that point of like, all right, I'm in the theatricality of this. It was mind-blowing how ridiculously good it was. Yeah, as it started, and you could tell it was more of a production than a match, I was like saying to myself, and I think I was even saying to you, like, they sh- they could have warned us or something. Because, right. like, 
the first five minutes presents the mode. Yeah, the first something. The first five minutes of this, you're just saying to yourself, like, this is a fucking wrestling man. This isn't a match. But going back, I don't know how they could have possibly prepped you for what was about to happen. <laughs> With AJ Styles, like all of a sudden the car pulls up. Oh, you thought it was going to be that old motherfucker? Take her get out of here. So <laughs> I just so, I loved it all, man. It was so good. I think, I think we owe a small explanation, right? So this Boneyard match, nobody knew what it was going to be like a boneyard match right, and right. takers you think you think okay yeah they, it was called a boneyard right. match right and so I, like, thought, I thought buried alive is where my mind went that's what i thought too but like on site True. right so like there's been buried alive matches it's takers thing blah 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 but so taker cuts a promo there's a headstone well then the match starts and it's like aj showing up well a hearse is showing up to this graveyard and you think, oh, Taker's going to come out of the hearse. Hell yeah. It ends up being AJ. He's just clowning. Taker. It's just, oh, yeah. Okay. You get the American badass Taker on his bike. Metallica. Yeah. So, and that's when you realize that this is a production. Like, that's the first hint is that this is not it a standard match. like fades up a card of like AJ Styles. Yeah, like, you can, tell, right. yes, you can tell from the, the camera angles and the cinematic cuts yeah. that this was this was like a low budget. It's the beef. This is, yeah, yeah this exactly. is a WWE presents movie. So basically, they just went around this fake graveyard just hitting the shit. They, there was no matches, there was no moves. No ref. Right. There was no phenomenal forearms. There was barely any choke slams. Um, it was just strikes. A stone or two. Yeah, it was like a, a slobber knocker, JR would say. Uh, I don't want to ruin any more than that. You need to probably go watch it, dig it up on YouTube or something like that. Um, really good match. And it was really the dialogue. I, uh, I, I got to say, I was pretty happy with my prediction. I was like, hey, Ter- Taker's going to get buried and he's going to come back alive as the alternate Taker. Now, that didn't quite happen, but right. he definitely got buried as the badass and came back as take like old school Taker for a little bit. And then he like returned as the badass again. Like, I don't really know what happened, but um, the badass God, lives. A, yeah, it really makes you think like, OK, we got this and we know we got this. Strictly because of the fact that they couldn't have a live match, and, right? But and now you know you can do this. Yeah. So is it going to happen again? Like, how do you how do you play the, that to seventy thousand people? The first name people said was Sting. Uh, as a boneyard match, Sting and Taker in the boneyard. Yeah, I just wonder, like, when you get back to normal and you've got week in and week out 17, 18, 19,000 people in an arena, or you have watching seventy thousand people live. You can't just throw that on a jumbotron, you know. So can you do this live? I don't know. I don't think um, you can do it live. It has to be a production like this. Yeah, and th- which makes me think, like, where is it going to really fit? Like, people are paying gobs of money for WrestleMania tickets. Like, sure, you can't expect them to sit down and watch a screen for forty minutes. Um, and there were a lot more promos during WrestleMania than there ever have been too. So. Right time but really good match nine and a half out of ten for sure street profits versus austin theory and and garza that's that's a six kind of for me kind and of a mediocre match that's a six for me because of the bianca belair stuff was cool but I, just, I, I think I would give it a four and I would bump it to a five strictly because Montez Ford is like so great him yelling WrestleMania and like his his just charisma is so awesome. It's really yeah, um it's good. The Bianca stuff at the at the end though where he's like showing he's her like off. doing it on all yeah. over her. 
Uh, it's so great. Like he looks like he just wants to make babies with her. He just loves the shit out of her. That's for sure. Yeah, he does. Uh, Let's leave this one for last. Okay. Um, so Drew over Brock. That's a two for me. Uh, Again, it's the same match that we saw with Strowman. It was a superpower match, man. Like it was just a bunch of F5s. And the match started course. off like I'm convinced Brock's contract says that every single match starts off with a front kick to the ribs and then shoulder checks in the corner. Every single one of my matches needs to start off like that. Uh, that has to be in his contract because that's how every match of his starts. Pretty close. But, then he gets some F5s. It, he just it, Drew takes it and then gives him a bunch of claymores, and the match is over. Drew is your new champion. And then they they follow it up with the big show. Yeah, Monday night. I that was what was that about? They needed content for Monday, so drug out the big show. So dumb. So possibly my personal favorite match of the night was Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. I was so happy the way the story played out with this. Otis puts over or Otis gets put over Dolph. He gets Mandy Rose. They they kiss. I mean, were were you not just so thrilled? It was fine. I think one of the best angles in wrestling this year has been Otis and Mandy Rose. It was a little cheesy and, for me. Oh my God. I was Listen, I'm just hoping a fat chick, a fat dude like me, can get a chick like that. So I have to, I have to believe. Uh, You left off some matches, but that's fine. No, well, we're gonna go back to them. No, oh, Uh, we have to talk about Bray versus Cena. I mean, that's the only match I really want to talk about anymore. Like that's that's the last match for me. Okay, here's I I don't even really want to get into it because I don't know how to explain it. Here is you don't want to spoil it. Well, here's here's my headline for you to go watch this match. Dark path down John Cena's career in an alternate universe featuring Bray Wyatt, the fiend like that is what this match is, is John Cena to get you to watch it is simply it's the best thing in wrestling that you'll ever see. It's I think it literally is legendary status. It is a mind fuck of greatness. Like at the Boneyard was such a great production. The 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 at Firefly, least there was fighting. The Firefly Funhouse match was just a trip down wrestling as a whole. Like wrestling as an idea from a personification right. of one dude being the guy. You know what I mean? Like there's a great write up from Brandon Stroud, um, who is the guy that runs uh, Up Rocks Wrestling. Uh, so make sure to check that out. He. he writes 2000 or 3000 words about this match. And it's just some of the best stuff you've literally ever read and seen. Once you see it, you know, it's just, it's a great match. This whole thing just screamed of Bray Wyatt's creativity. We talked before when the fiend was really coming up as a thing that this had to have been Bray Wyatt. Cause it was so original and so good that it can't possibly have been WWE. And this this said this exact same, like this had to have been him. Nobody in WWE, WWE's character creation or writer's guild came up with something this original. Well, and the fact that Vince signed off on it is kind of the biggest thing about it, right? Yeah. No, well, especially when you watch it and you realize That's what's in there and Vince signed off on when it. You have, when I you mean, bring back the devil money-eating Vince puppet, it's just, <laughs> boy. It, it was so good. Now, the I think the best thing about it is that this is sustainable, right? Like the Boneyard match, you still got to have Taker, and he can only throw punches for so long, right? Like him and Sting, maybe. Um, But like this is repeatable. Like 
this brings- the fiend can tear down every star that you have in this firefly funhouse match and make it an awesome thing but this brings it back to the fiend being a one-off type match or you know the, the idea that bray wyatt should be the one wrestling and the fiend should be an only when you need him kind of character the boat or the, right. the firefly funhouse match kind of puts that back in place of like it was so good i watched it like to times. the fiend of going the fiend only needs to have this match once a year and maybe you only need the mask kind of all off Finn Balor needing the paint a couple of times a year. Yeah, true. Like you, when you really got to go there, yeah. right? That's WrestleMania for you. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on in AEW. AEW. They had another fire show. NXT was really good this week. Um, and it's still up in the air on like how much wrestling we're going to get before the shit really shuts down. So one thing moving forward that I'm really hoping for, and I don't know if they're going to jump right into it, but if we get fiend and Braun Strowman, that could be, I mean, Wyatt family stuff that could be, uh, that, fire. Could, that could go well for a firefighter flood house match. Fire. All right. Let's end it with, uh, what we've watched and what we've played. Um, I'll give you mine. I've been watching the show, the all American. Uh, it, I don't, it's on the CW. I think I talked about it last week. Uh, I'm just like straight up binging it. I'll probably finish it tonight or tomorrow. Um, it's really, it's so cheesy, but it's so good. It, it's hitting all my feels. I uh, played some call of duty, played a little bit of wow. And I really haven't done or watched, played or watched much of anything else. So you're going to have to take this segment. Uh, <laughs> you're putting it on my back and you, I talked about what I played. What have you been doing during your 12 hour days? Working, uh, working yep. primarily is all I've been doing. I have not what we watched, uh, seven episodes of good mythical morning last night. So hey. that, we're getting through the ice cream stuff they've been doing. They're doing like, an that was a good, that was a good, set. We're, we're on our way through the end of that. Um, that's basically all you get, by the way, <laughs> there's really not much after that. Call of duty. That's it. We talked about animal crossing survivor still happens in my household. It's, I, we haven't really dug into a new show. I need to get back into the last couple episodes of devs. I think it wraps up this week or next week and we'll be done with it. So um, not a whole lot going on in my life. Same. I mean, I've, been keeping up with shark tank uh that's kind of about it um final fantasy 7 i'm expecting is going to dominate my weekend i should probably finish it this weekend i would think i have tomorrow off uh yeah i guess it is 40 hours probably not finish it but i'll i'll get a way good chunk into it i'll probably i'll probably play it six or seven hours make sure you piecemeal this this is might be the last big game we get don't just whole hog this I have plenty of games. It's fine. Yeah. You know, um, you know, many times I said that I got plenty of games I could play and then I'm like, I'll just keep playing Call of Duty. It's fine. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Call, Call of Duty is going to be ultra successful this year because there are no other games I, uh, to play. I did beat Doom. Oh, did you? I put it on. I heard that there was like some platforming that was like game breaking type platform. Like people just literally <laughs> couldn't get past it. There was some stupid platforming pieces in that game. Yeah. I put it on easy. At the very end, I said, I'm done. I don't care. Put it on easy. Beat it. Moving on. Well, and they have they have like a, a, a Tanuki suit type mechanic, the right? Armor, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So I, if you die, you get bucked. I, and, you know, Chris and I talked about it a little bit. You know, he got the combat like it flowed for him. It did not flow for me. The narrative didn't flow for me. Like, this is just a big misstep, I think, in the Doom franchise of them rebooting it. It is still a good game. Like, I, it's still a, a 7 yeah. out of 10 game, but it is not what I wanted out of a sequel to doom 2016. So that's a big bummer. It is. Um, I, uh, I, I will say this as we close out in our last few minutes to our hard 90. Um, 
I downloaded Steam because I got that Humble Bundle we talked about last oh, week. Yeah. So I, I redeemed a bunch of those games and I just downloaded Steam thing. I'm like, I'm going to just check what my Steam uh, what my Steam library has because it's been several years since I opened it up and used it. So let me just run through quickly some of these Steam games that I own that I had completely forgot about. Um, here's the thing that I do too as, a, as an adopter of basically every form of gaming console uh i find often that i buy or own games on multiple platforms so just keep that in mind when i go through this okay. uh borderlands 2 oh borderlands game of the year remember when you bought that for 20 dollars for me yeah and i have it <laughs> on steam i'll take my dollars um, back now yeah, Darksiders, Darksiders 2, Definitive Edition, Darksiders Remastered, Darksiders 3. Uh, so I got basically every version of Darksiders that's ever been out. Uh, I have all the Deus Ex games I must have bought on some deal up through Human Evolved. Sure. Uh, and Mankind Divided. Okay. I have all the Dungeon Siege games, if you remember those. Like those back in the day were hot for me. So uh, Dungeon Siege. Uh Final Fantasy 7, Final Fantasy 8, Final Fantasy 9, Final Fantasy 10, 10-2, 12, 13, 13-2. Uh, so I got a lot of Final Fantasies. Grand Theft Auto 3, 4, 5, San Andreas, and Vice City. San Andreas? San Andreas. San Andreas? Uh, whatever. Hollow Knight, Into the Bridge. These are some of the games I bought. Jackbox. Kingdoms of Amular. Remember that game? You remember you talking about Kurt Schilling. It was Kingdoms of Amalar. I have just a just a shitload of Lego games, uh, all the Mass Effect games, Psychonauts, uh, Skyrim, South Park. Um, I have like basically every Star Wars game ever released on PC. So like I got the list goes on and I have all the Witcher games. So somehow I've accumulated all of these Steam games that I don't even remember. Uh huh. Dark Souls 2 and 3, like, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm going to do with my life. I don't understand how I got all those games. At some point, I hemorrhaged money on PC games. I think so, too. It sure sounds like it anyway. What do you got? Any walk-ons here, brother? No, my walk-on was going to be about the Scrubs thing, and I just decided to put it in there because I was too excited about it. So Final Fantasy I'm 7. I'm glad you have be here yep, I, in a while. Can you play that at, like, 10 o'clock tonight? Do you know how would I how 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 would I play it, Tony? Um, I meant like is it open at like ten o'clock? You know, like can you can you can you get it? Can I play it? Yeah, you might be able to play. I, I can't play it until Tuesday. Uh, I saw that it downloaded on my PS4 today, so I'm happy about that. Um, I don't have any walk-ons either. Uh, next week I'll have lots to talk about with PlayStation, and I'm gonna try to find a new Netflix show. But uh, I think that's it, man. Right? Okay. All right. Well, the DTS podcast. I'm Tony. That's DV. I'm Derek. And, I, can, uh, I can outro myself. Don't 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 okay, speak fine. all the time. Don't fine. be don't oh, be that. Let's go For the DTS podcast, I am Tony. Derek likes so much. Uh, fuck that bitch, Carol Baskins. <laughs> <laughs> so we out here. We're out of here.